Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Um, new episode of my podcast. This time again, it's uh, a part of one of my keynote presentations, and this is specifically focusing on customer experience in business-to-business -business markets. I, I believe that most of the things that I talk about just apply as good in um, B2B or B2C markets. Um, not everyone is convinced about that, but in this uh, podcast, I want to give you a number of B2B examples. Um, if you want to see the video with the images, feel free to go to my YouTube channel and there you can see it as well. Enjoy this new podcast, everyone. Thanks for coming here this, uh, this morning. The good news is I meet more and more normal companies like yours that are playing this game, that understand the potential of great customer experience. And not just in B2C markets, you meet it more and more in B2B markets as well. Uh, uh, let me show you this, ISS, facility management company from Denmark. They have 500,000 people on their payroll. They understand that new customer benefits are crucial in B2B services. They want to be faster than real time. They want to anticipate on problems of their customers. They want to be hyper-personalized. They don't think in average customers anymore. They think about the building of this very specific customer and how to play with it. And they want to make it easier than ever to work with them. So ISS, I think, is impressive what they do. Uh, they set up this partnership with, uh, with IBM, with Watson. And they see almost every office building that they clean now, they see that as a an, an data center. Uh, they're becoming a data company. So they're installing sensors everywhere so they can measure what is happening in the building. It's almost like they bring the building to life. Huh? They can know, okay, in this aisle, we have overusage of people. In this aisle, no one seems to be there, so there, there must be something wrong in the floor plan. Or these toilets are overused, these toilets are underused. This meeting room is overused, this meeting room is underused. One of the things that ISS does is um, refilling vending machines and coffee machines. And they said in the past, you know, we were always too late or too early at the coffee machine. Thanks to a sensor in that machine, we can actually refill it at the exact right moment. We're saving out time of our teams, so it's more efficient for us, but customers are also happier. I think that's a brilliant example of a company that understands these new values of the age of AI that we live in. Another example is um, from a Finnish elevator company, Kone. They have done something really, really cool. They, they packaged it in a fantastic way, but Kony is, is one of the leading manufacturers in the world of elevators. And the one thing they want to avoid is that an elevator breaks down. So these guys, one of their goals is faster than real time, anticipate on problems, fix an elevator before it's broken. And they discovered this, or they created this great system here. They let the elevators talk to each other. Right? And it's almost like a joke. Huh? Elevator A is saying, oh, I'm feeling a little bit hot today. And then elevator B says, yeah, but don't worry, nothing's wrong. It's 28 degrees outside. It's normal that you're feeling warm. And you can feel how these elevators, you know, control each other. And when something is wrong, they talk to humans that can come and fix them before there's a real issue with, uh, with passengers. And the crazy thing is, if, if, if it's a rainy Sunday, Sunday afternoon, what you can do now is you can tap into the conversations of those elevators. That's something I really like on a Sunday afternoon. I go to the Kone website and I look at what those elevators are saying to each other. It's a crazy system, but the, the, the real goal is faster than real time, personalized, make it easier than ever before. And this is my invitation to you guys. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you could reinvent B2B customer experience and if you could 
think about the best possible experience that your customers want. And then you reverse engineer that back to today and you start creating that experience yourself. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Because you can take what you have today and you can improve that a little bit or you can dare to dream about what's possible and reverse engineer that and start piloting with it today. And if you think, oh, I don't really know what the future could be, you know what a great source of inspiration is? Your B2B customers. This here is Mickey McManus, and this is one of the smartest people I know. And his job is very simple. He has to work with crazy customers. He works for a company called Autodesk, which is a B2B software company. And if I say Autodesk, the first thing that pops to your mind is AutoCut, which is yeah, the reference software product for architects. And they are tremendously successful with this. So, 95% of all buildings that are created in the world use Autodesk software. So they're successful, you know, beyond belief. They have 95% market share, that's great, but it also has the potential of becoming very, very boring. What do you say on the annual speech when you have 95% market share? Guys, we had a great year, but it's going to be tough next year. Huh? Next year, we need to go for 96% market share. I mean, it doesn't get more boring than that. So thank God that the Autodesk management knew about that. So they said, okay, we need to create this new R&D department. And this is not research and development. It's risk and determinism. We want to create our own future, and we're willing to have some risks along the way. And we're going to hire this really smart guy called Mickey McManus. And we're going to give him a secret research lab in San Francisco on Pier 9. And his job is very simple. He has to work with crazy customers. And I think as a B2B company, this, this is brilliant. And at a certain moment, they got the message from this guy. This is Jim Cameron. He's the director for movies like Titanic and Avatar. So about 10 years ago at Autodesk, they got this message from Jim Cameron saying, guys... I want to make this movie and it's something that is, is unseen in the world. We want to use human actors and we want to put sensors on them and then we're going to put computer animation on top of that. And I think that if we stretch your software a little bit, that we can do this using Autodesk software. Now, imagine you being CEO of this software company. Many people would say, wow, it's really cool that he's sending us this message, but okay, like, I mean, let's be honest, there's a misunderstanding here. We're not in the special effects business, we're in the construction business. So it would be really easy to push this idea away. But at Autodesk, they said, wow, this is a crazy idea. This is totally out of our comfort zone. This guy has to work together with Mickey McManus in a secret lab. And that's basically what they've done, and they created Avatar together. They worked together with this crazy customer. And it's so cool because 10 years ago, Avatar won the Oscar of Best Special Effects using Autodesk software. Since that year, every Oscar that was won in the category Special Effects used Autodesk software. Even more, 95% of all special effects that we see in movies and TV shows is now using Autodesk software. They created for them this completely new market. They became, again, the reference, thanks to a partnership with a crazy customer. Today, Autodesk is working together with leading companies like Nike, Lego, Daimler to create the future together and stretching what they do towards the next level. And that can help to get you to that day after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>